everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the new NBC sitcom Perfect Harmony. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. Long time no see. Yes. Yes. Well, you were just here last week for a wonderful visit. Um, And we did talk about a little bit last week. But now I've seen some video of Leo and Eve. Well, Leo playing pinball. Oh, yes. Uh, We went to Fun Spot and Leo played his first uh, game of pinball. And he looked like he was. Not half bad. Yeah, it seemed like he he liked it. How could you not? All those uh, flashing Jenna lights. Jenna said he enjoyed the the uh, releasing the ball. Oh yeah, the uh, plunger. Yeah, he really got. He put all his uh, might into pulling that plunger back. I thought he would like the flippers because they make noise and such. But I thought that would be his his big attraction. But Jenna seemed to think it was the. Uh, the other. Well, yeah, he liked all of it, but I think the physicality of the plunger, you know, you actually pull it back and you, you know, it's a purely mechanical relationship with that plunger, whereas the flippers are electromechanical, right? So maybe he likes the directness of that spring, pulling that spring back. Well, he did look disappointed when he had lost all his ball. (laughs) And when it was all over, yeah. When Uh, it was all over, yeah. Fun spot. Uh, still bills itself as the largest arcade in the world. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, there's certainly an arcade uh, nearby here called the Galloping Ghost that has, I think it has more games. It must have more games than Fun Spot. Um, and uh, it's seen better days. It used to be something of a mecca for me. Um, right. And, and for people who don't know, and why would you know, Fun Spot is this uh, arcade in the Weirs Beach area of New Hampshire, in the New Hampshire Lakes region. And it's a it's a big attraction. Uh, it's like a it's this giant split level uh, building. It's really disoriented the way disorienting the way it's put together. You go in and yeah. you're never quite sure where you are in relation to everywhere else. And uh, they just are not keeping up the machines as well as they used to. Felt like every pinball machine in particular had something wrong with it, and that's a real bummer. That is a bummer. That is a bummer because I think for the right person, it would be a dream job. Somebody that likes to fiddle around with the the machines and and get them um, serviced. But God knows what abuse they take too. Well, yeah, but have someone come through and clean them and fix the mechanical problems. It, it can be done. And it yeah. was done in the past. They used to have more yeah, pinball machines, in the past. and they used to be in better shape. So, it of course, makes... now maybe that big bingo hall across the way is taking all their attention. Oh, well, if you go on the uh, Fun Spot Twitter, which I was surprised to uh, find does exist, uh, yeah, they push that bingo pretty hard on the other mm. side of the parking lot. Uh, it makes me a little sad. I mean, I'm glad the kids have yeah. fun, and they were looking forward to it the whole trip. You know, Leo in particular was talking about going to Fun Spot so we could ride the bumper cars and whatnot. Um, so I'm glad they enjoy it. And of course, that's who it's for. So who cares that it makes me a little sad, but it does make me a little sad. Well, for a number of years, and and they still may, 
they they had a tournament there once yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, that would that would indicate to me that it needed to be kept in shape uh, for an adult. Uh, they might, yeah, they might fix up the um, the video arcade machines. I don't know that they they have any pinball tournaments there, and they couldn't, given the shape that the machines are in. But they may keep the video arcade machines, which are easier to maintain in general, in better shape. Oh, really? Although some of those are a little hinky, too, to be honest. <clears throat> really? It's well, also, that is disappointing to hear. It is, but also at the same time, who knows what rose-colored glasses I was looking through as I remember it from my youth, you know, maybe it was just as much, it was just as shabby when I was a kid, but I didn't care. Well, anyway, fun spot, big, big activity. Apple picking was yes. much more uh, engaging than I thought it would be. Yes, we discussed the apple picking last week. And I guess other than that, those are the high points, right? Well, you did um, ruin our uh, last night dinner by insisting on getting a flu shot. That was not my fault. That was the flu shot lady's fault. Hmm. She apparently got the idea of administering flu shots with the idea that she was having a cocktail party and needed to entertain and amuse everyone and catch up on the latest gossip with Everyone that came through, yeah. it was awful. It should take a minute. You write down the number, you know, you got your everything all filled out. Here you go, slam, bam. Everybody that sat down, she was going over this and that. And I know your neighbor. And do you know, do you remember? So anyway, needless to say, when I started to get sarcastic, you know, and Dad was saying, "Behave yourself, behave yourself," and and then I started to silently say to the people, like the man in front of me, "Roll up your sleeve, roll up your sleeve, roll up your sleeve." Yeah. You know, it's like he sits down and he has to talk, and then she has to ask him to roll up his sleeve, and you just think, "Jesus, people, is this really? Is this your entertainment?" And then I heard somebody in the back say, oh, what time is the Pats game? Because the Pats played <laughs> Thursday night. And I thought, oh, good. Here's some help. The troops are here to help me. But that fizzled out. So when I sat down, she said to me, oh, gee, I'm sorry. This is taking so long. I said, yeah, well, we're trying to go out to dinner. <laughs> and she said, oh, well, let me let me uh, move this along then. And I thought, well, it's late for that you've ruined it every you know everybody in line here is wanting to put their pajamas on for christ's sake <laughs> just give us a shot and let us go so. oh well, it was a hard one flu shot but now you are immunized well done yes i am and you ruined dinner so good job it did ruin dinner it did ruin dinner but it was it seemed very meat-centric so maybe it wasn't the best choice for Anna, who is a vegetarian. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, it was just a mess all around. And I think I bought about 10 times as much meat as I needed to because what happened is Anna, my wife, and I end up at the restaurant with our kids, and we're just sitting there waiting for anybody to show up, um, <laughs> and no one is. And so finally, you know, cell reception is so spotty for me up there. But finally, I get the message that it's probably not going to eating out at this um, nice restaurant. Uh, 
the barbecue restaurant is not going to happen. Fortunately, they have a takeout counter that was quite well stocked. And I was just like, one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those. And then we get home and it's just a pile of meat. And everybody's like, oh, I'll have a little piece of this and I will have a bite of this. And then I am finished. <laughs> just like, come on, dig in. No. <laughs> well, we're still enjoying it. So. <laughs> I bet. Um, and everything. Oh, no, dad went back. I said to dad, go back and get some sides. So we can just finish up with this meat. Mm. Well, he brings home another <clears throat> container of baked beans that's <laughs> full, full of meat. Yeah, right? the, the beans are like half meat. I mean, God love yeah. them. I think it's great. But it, yes, yeah, I that think was, it's a good idea. That was one of the sides <laughs> I got, and it just turned out to be more meat. So <laughs> we had brisket, we had um, pulled pork, pulled chicken. Whatever meat was crammed into the baked beans, oof, I haven't gotten to, gone to the bathroom since I left. <laughs> and the only sides are orzo and quinoa salad. Yeah. So there's no there's no e- e- leafy green to break it up even. No, like a kale salad or something that you want to make you feel like a human being again. But no, they just want to stuff you full of meat. Nobody wants a kale salad to feel human. Well, no, nobody wants one, but, you know, it does restore order to some degree. Kale gets in there and it just makes the other food behave. It's like, all right, I'm here. Everybody says, oh, geez, here's kale. It's like, that's right, stomach. I'm going to settle everybody down. There's going to be no fun in this lower intestine. Right. It's all disappointment. Disappointment in a bowl with a little salad dressing on it. That's That's all I want in my gut. Boring disappointment. <laughs> well, your gut starts the day with Kashi, which I thought was for like you had to be over eighty to eat that. I yeah, didn't even know. You've made that remark a number of times now. I don't. I don't think it, we need to belabor that point. All right, I'm sorry. People would think that Kashi was a sponsor of the podcast at this point, except for the <laughs> fact that you call me old every time I bring up eating it. So, it's like an, well, you used to eat fun stuff like. Like uh, corn pops or whatever they're called now, because they used to be called sugar pops, and then yeah, you know, then they called them something else. Used to eat sugar nut Cheerios, sugar bunches of sugar. Yep. Right, right, right. Oh, and I do have an update for you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Louis the Goose, who was showing up for a couple days with his wounded wing, yeah, um, has stopped showing up. Oh. Maybe he moved along then. Well, aren't you the optimist? Yeah, well, I hope so. I I tend to think that he got caught in the food chain of nature and supplied a fisher or a mongoose or whatever we have here with its with a delightful meal. A mongoose? Wow. I, I You we just don't say that because it was a goose. You think mongoose eats goose. That's not exactly how it works, Mom. Yeah, so this goose shows up. This Canadian goose. Mom hates geese. This goose shows up in the backyard, and I say, oh, there's a goose. And the next thing I know, Mom is out the front door, and I'm just watching her from the kitchen window suddenly just just run into the backyard yelling at this goose, get out of here, get out of here. And the goose does, like, sort of run away but does not fly away and just sort of walks into the woods. And then, um, yeah... 
we he eventually got named Lewis because I think somebody said there's a goose on the loose, and Leo heard that as as the goose's name was Lewis. There was something like that, but the loose goose, Lewis the loose goose. Moms stopped yelling at him by the end of the week and tried to help him because it seemed like he was infirm. He should be migrating with the rest of his flock. And I understand that the plan was to capture him in a blanket after a few days and put him in a cage and bring him to a rehab center. And now that will not take place because he is gone. Right. Okay. Right. So this is a fun new character we've introduced to the podcast, everyone, (laughs) Louis the Goose. And by the way, he might be dead. A bear might have eaten him. But other than that, ha-ha, fun! It's nature. Nature works. I know it's how it works, but it's sad when you give the goose a name and it's so cute. And, um, yeah, the whole thing is sad. With that, shall we move on to our review? (laughs) Yes. Oh, wait, no, I gotta... Let me give you a few items from the listener contest. Oh, yes, yes! Now, if you didn't check into our sort of, uh, or if you didn't listen to our little check-in episode last week, I mean to say, uh, you did not hear about the listener contest. So I'll tell you what, we'll give you one more week uh, for our listener contest. And the contest is simply this. Tell us something funny you think mom said. Tell us something that you think was funny that mom said. You shouldn't think she said it. You should be pretty sure that she said it um, (laughs) to enter the contest. (laughs) A funny thing you remember that... I'm open to suggestions. Yeah. A funny thing you remember mom saying, if you remember what episode it was from, great. Some people have sent in actual time codes so that I can find the quote down to the second. Go- wow. You don't need to do that. I mean, that's that's nice and that's above and beyond. But trust me, you um, you don't need to do that. And I apologize to the people who did go to that effort. Just tell me what episode you, it was from. And if you don't remember, who cares? You know, if it, I'll know if it sounds like mom or not. Send us favorite mom quote to popmom at ological.net. We're going to pick a winner at random, and the prize is apple jelly from King Blossom Apple Farm in New Hampshire. Uh, We talked about it last week on the podcast. Mom, let me uh, share with you some of the quotes that have been sent in so far. There's one that is far and away the most popular choice. Uh, Can you guess what it is? No, I have no idea. We have four people who have written in so far with this one quote, and that is, that is, chooch my wang. Oh, that's not even mine. Well, people liked that story. <laughs> chooch my wang. That's going to be on your epitaph, oh, apparently. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, I wonder if people are saying that now. You've started a phenomenon for sure, except nobody really knows what it means. Um, Greg writes in, he says his favorite quote is, Bye, Johnny. Love you from every episode. Greg, you're adorable, Greg. You're the best. Thank you. And let's see. Here's a. (laughs) This one is from Murphy Brown going way back from Molly J. Um, She says her favorite quote is, I thought, isn't that a sweet story? And in 30 seconds, I was in a blind rage. Do you remember saying that? Do you remember what the sweet story was? No. Someone had a cute story and it made you mad. That's funny. But Molly says that it perfectly encapsulates one of the reasons she loves the podcast. Uh, I'll do one more. Uh, This is from the Shrill episode from Su Yin writes, 
Uh, listen, Johnny, I watched Girls where there were sexual things that I didn't even know existed, so you can watch one episode of Ricky Gervais not fisting anyone. <laughs> wow. I do remember you wow, saying that, although I'm not sure I wanted to remember you saying that, but I do remember <laughs> you saying that now. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Kind of surprising to have your words tossed back at you, isn't it? Well, it feels very odd indeed. It feels weird, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to go down in history for Chooch My Wang, though. Well, you already did. I guess. I guess. Okay. Ah, the Putney School. Nothing but class. Yeah, send your favorite Pop Mom quotes to popmom at ological.net to be entered in the contest. Thanks for the entries we've gotten so far now. Let's move along to our review for real. You ready, Mom? I'm ready. This week, Mom and I are talking about Perfect Harmony. Bradley Whitford stars in Network TV's latest story of an East Coast urban elite moving out to flyover country to learn a thing or two. Whitford plays Arthur Cochran, a choir director who left a plum gig at Princeton so he could move out to Kentucky with his wife, who is now deceased. So Dr. Cochran, as he prefers to be called, must find his way back to happiness as he presides over a ragtag church choir that happens to sing really, really well. But don't, they're ragtag. Don't get me wrong, they're ragtag. Supporting cast members include Anna Camp as Cochran's star pupil and Rizwan Manji as the goofy yet wise reverend. Here's a clip. Hang on, the mega church off I-75, my wife... Wasn't welcome there. I don't believe we've met. My wife grew up here. Her final wish was to be buried in your cemetery. But I was told there was no space. You must be Mr. Cochran. Dr. Cochran. That's right. I received your seven angry messages and your colorful suggestions of what stick where. You're still able to walk, so I guess you didn't take them. I hope you find God. Because if you think it's hot in Kentucky... That's the guy whose choir wins every year? Every year. Well, not this year. This year, your choir's gonna win, because I'm gonna help you. I knew there was goodness in your heart. I'm doing this out of spite. God works in mysterious ways. (laughs) New episodes of Perfect Harmony air Tuesdays on NBC. You can also stream the series on Hello! Mom, is this show music to your ears, or does it sound a wrong note? Oh, this is Glee for adults. Um, Interesting. Well, let, I think a lot of adults yeah. liked Glee. I get it, well, though. It's a high school. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I watched uh, the first, the the pilot, and I said, finally, someone gets how to write a sitcom. You know, it, it has, it fits into all the little boxes of, um, here's a, here's a down and out guy. Here's a small town choir that needs help. And he's going to rush in and pull them together, save the day. You know, it, it was the, the pieces to the puzzle were all there mm-hmm. and they all fit together. And I said, Oh, isn't this great? Just the right amount of each person's 
personality put into the to the show and Bradley Whitford, what could go wrong with him at the helm? And I, I was just really delighted. You were in and, after um, the first episode, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And th- but then what? It sounds like there's a but. Well, there's a huge but. There's a Pee Wee Herman but. Um, the second one reminds you of what we are being asked to settle for <laughs> in the year 2019 as a sitcom. And it just, it was, it was so predictable mm. and disappointing. Did you make it to the third episode? I did. So I want... And it seemed... Yeah, go ahead. Well, it seems like they're they're going to settle for mediocre and let the chips fall where they may. Um, it is pretty paint by the numbers. I I'm with you. I think the pilot, you know, you you give a pilot room, right? Or you write it on a curve, or however, however you want to put it. And I thought it was an effective pilot. Like, there's a lot of characters to introduce, and you can't really yeah. nobody can have really any any depth um in 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 a pilot so you have to basically get this superficial here's the wacky guy and here's the redneck and whatever right Um, establish all that establish all that and i was like they did a good job of that it's tight okay and now moving on i did not watch the second episode i skipped ahead to the third episode okay um, and same thing same and it was just like okay Okay, I like here's how all this is going to play out. You know, within the first two minutes, um, the Anna Camp, her son being dyslexic, and she she uses that as inspiration to tackle this um, solo in the in the choir that Bradley Whitford is asking her to do. And it's just he overhears her singing by herself in the diner after closing time. I mean, it's all so familiar Um, was disappointing. It was very disappointing, and I, again, I ask you, why? Why does this happen when you could just, you could just tweak that a little bit in another direction and have something just brilliant? I don't understand. I don't understand why the storyboard is, you know, let's just pull one out from, uh, 1980 and slam it up there and yeah. color in a different color. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand. Well, we now I picked this because it's sort of um, it's a theme uh, that kind of goes with bless this mess, which we did a couple weeks ago. Right? right. It's the city mouse in the country premise. And it also reminded me a lot of AP bio, which we've talked about previously on the podcast and which we both enjoy very much. Right. Very much. Yeah. AP Bio, I feel like, just has more off-kilter writing, and I felt like each episode, whether it was successful or not, most of the time successful, but not necessarily. They did take risks, um, and every episode had some idea that it was trying to execute, some larger comic idea, some crazy premise that it tries to execute, and Perfect Harmony didn't have that. It was, you know, the... 
the like I said, the third episode is Bradley Whitford wants Anna Camp to sing this solo. She has stage fright, and then her son inspires her, and there's some mild comedy around that, but it's all pretty straightforward. Very um, straightforward. And, and she is going to save Bradley Whitford by undertaking this because he's sad about his wife, and just everybody's lifting each other up. And to me, Mom, this... Um, I feel like it's the network saying, hey, can everybody just get along? Because the network's whole business model, what remains of it, depends on there being this such a thing as a mass audience. And the country's so polarized, I just feel like they keep, you know, we talked about it with Bless This Mess and now here with Perfect Harmony. I just feel like they yeah. keep putting Blue State and Red State together and saying, hey, look, these people can learn from each other and we're all the same yeah. and we can get along, which I do, you know, I applaud the sentiment. I agree with it as far as it goes, but it doesn't always make for entertaining TV, does it? Right, right. And so, you know, if you want to put on Meet the Press, then put on Meet the Press, but don't tell me it's a, a comedy or a sitcom. Um, I'm smarter than that. Well, I think this is the anti-Meet the Press. Cause there's, well, there's it's a... just too pat. It's too, you know, if I'm going to stay awake at 8.30... At night, I need something that's a little more entertaining. You know, I can sleep to Thursday night football and all that stuff. But you know, I'm gonna if I'm gonna tune into your show, um, you know, I watched Patricia Heaton in Everybody Loves Raymond. Perfect, just the right amount of tension. Mm-hmm. You know, the rolling of eyes. Loved it. Watched her in what was the next one? The she middle. Did? The middle, mm-hmm. loved it. Quirky family, not overly quirky. Great job. Now she's back. She's back. And oh my God, what a pile of crap that is. <laughs> what, what is she in now? Uh, Carol's Second Chance. And she's back as a, uh, a doctor, not, not uh, like a resident doctor. Is that like before you're an intern? On your, an intern like that. Yeah. And with a group of people, you know, that are all quirky and have their own things. And we couldn't even watch it. We couldn't even watch it. Oh, really? Carol's Second Act, mm-hmm. it's called, in case anybody wants Tech to look, second you, act. You look okay. it up after this glowing review from Mom. Um, hmm. And it's just terrible. And I have to say... You know, here's Bradley Whitford, who I'm thinking, you know, what could be bad with him in it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And the answer is this show. (laughs) Although he's not, he's not bad, I I feel like. I don't, he doesn't have. Well, I feel sorry for him. I get it. Yeah. Because the material is not that deep, that he, to say the least. It's not, and it can't all... You know, he's the only tension. Yeah, well put. And uh, he's too good of an actor to just be, to be, you know, stuffed in a corner like that. He's just too good. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and you know what exemplifies that for me, Mom? In the third episode, he has this speech um, when he's trying to get uh, Anna Camp to come out of the bathroom, and he's leaning on the stall door, and he just gives this speech about how, you know, the hardest thing he does every day is put his two feet on the ground to get out of bed, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? He does an excellent job with the monologue, but it's so trite. Um, 
uh, it was a little painful. Yeah. Which is also another thing I don't want to feel if I'm watching a sitcom. Sad. Sad for the actor? Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. You know, um, if you're if you're okay and, and let's face it, every show has a has an episode or two that's just not quite to your liking or doesn't yeah. really hit your funny bone. That's that's okay. You can deal with that, but give me you know, I, I if I'm going out to dinner and you're telling me, you know, put on a nice dress and and uh, put on some makeup. You know, I don't want to end up at the Golden Corral. <laughs> so your metaphor here is that NBC has done the equivalent of asking you to put on a nice dress and uh, wear makeup just because you're staying awake to watch their TV show. Is that am I understanding this correctly? Yes. <laughs> It's a night on the town with NBC. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of falling standards, I mean, wow, if that's your uh, if that's your big night out, sitting in front of the boob tube for, for a warmed-over sitcom. Holy moly. Ooh, have you ever eaten at Golden Corral? Yeah. Once. It's disappointment followed by diarrhea. Yeah, but it's as much of it as you can have, so that's nice. You know, when I was looking up Carol's second act, um, just so we could make sure we had the title of that right, uh, I've got a listing of Patricia Heaton projects. She had a TV show called Patricia Heaton Parties. I bet she does. Well, I think that was her her cooking show. Yeah, yeah. Patricia Heaton parties. Speaking of night yeah. on the town, wow, no thanks. Have <laughs> <laughs> to RSVP oh, a solid nice. no. No, <laughs> you're so mean. You're so mean. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I think that the Reverend uh, in Perfect Harmony Harmony is a bit of a missed opportunity because. I feel like there could be more tension between him and Bradley Whitford, but, um, right. Right. But they've made him, they've made him one of the caricatures. So yeah, Uh, I, I feel like, I mean, I always say review the show that you have, not the show that you wish you had. So I don't want to take this too far, but I just, I was always surprised by how much he acquiesces to Bradley Whitford instead of it does seem like he could be, as the other authority figure in the church with this sort of swaggering, arrogant Bradley Whitford coming in. I just am surprised he's such, um, uh, he's so subservient. And what do we know him from? Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was in that, um, short-lived NBC series that was set in an Indian call center. Um, but right. Okay. That That's where called. I know him. Yeah. You remember that? I do. I do remember that. And I think, you know, the the intent was not to stereotype him as Yes, they do avoid that, which is which is good. Except that they do sneak it in with his family's titles to American movies uh, American movies, I guess. They do sneak it in, you but know, like that, he's yeah, go ahead. That they changed the names so that they were more godly, more, you know, more acceptable to his family. Right, right. 
um, he filters all pop culture through this very um, Christian sort of, I don't know, homey Christian point of view. Yeah. Uh, the name of the show that he was, that you remember him from was called Outsourced, by the way, just so that we have that for the record. Looked that up real right. quick. That's right. Yep. Uh, anything else on Perfect Harmony? Uh, I did like one reference. One of the characters says, uh, I'm at the top of my game. And somebody says, okay, Rick Pitino. And I love yeah. that because I dislike Rick Pitino very much. Yeah. Okay. Yes, someone is deluding themselves. Uh, it was Bradley Whitford, I guess, is deluding himself yeah. into thinking he's uh, still on top of the world. Yeah, and uh, Rick Pitino uh, is a one-time coach of the Celtics and a college coach, mostly a college coach, but uh, briefly detoured into the NBA without much success. Uh, yeah. That was a little bit of a deep cut, I thought, but I figured you would enjoy it. I enjoyed it, and it, and it was a deep cut, and I don't know how many people really will. Well, maybe if you live in Kentucky, where he, he yeah. left in disgrace, maybe they will uh, relate to that, but <laughs> uh, I, I did enjoy that. Leaving and in that disgrace is kind of his deal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, everybody has to have a badge, so there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, so it sounds like this is a bit of a Rick Patino of a show for you. What's your grade yeah. for Perfect Harmony, Mom? <laughs> yes, it's a slam dunk right into the garbage can. <laughs> you want to put a grade on it? Yeah, hey, I'll give it a D. A D, oh. I'll <laughs> And I'm gonna. I would have given it a C, but I have to give it a D because it gave me such hope at in the pilot, and then it just didn't deliver. Oh yeah. Oh, so you would have given it a C. All right. But, but no, I'm not giving it. Oh, a okay. C. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, do you have a recommendation this week, Mom? I do. It's a little bit. Odd, odd. I said odd. <laughs> I think you should give a look to this place that I found. It's called the Book Bundler, and they they sell books by the box. That if you have a genre that you like, uh, they will select uh, a number of books. You can get children's books or mystery or novels, different different categories. And for a very inexpensive price, they will ship you a box of books. Just one box, or is it one of these every month things? Oh, no, no, no. It's just one box. Oh, okay. And yeah. so you've done this? Yes. And were you pleased I with I got the... a bunch of golden books. <laughs> I see, which you collect, yes. Which uh, I collect. And were you pleased with the bundle? Yes, I was. You know, they say if there's issues you know you can you can even buy a box of damaged books if you're into crafts or whatever Ooh, damaged books wow okay so the book bubbler bundler oh bumbler okay the book bumbler no no <laughs> why do you do this to me it's Bundler. Oh, okay. All right. Bundler, we got it. The book butler. 
nobody will ever find it. It is, in fact, the book bundler. And can we just Google it or what? Yes. Yeah, just Google I'm it. Googling it right now. Thebookbundler.com. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's the book bumbler mom's recommendation. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of <laughs> Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. The question is, what should we talk about? I I do know this week, I and it's going to be something interesting. Something interesting. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love you. Don't forget our listener contest. Send your favorite mom quote to popmom at ological.net. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.